This is the DallasCowboys.com Draft Show. Your war room for insider news and draft analysis from deep within the confines of Cowboys headquarters at the Star in Frisco. The Dallas Cowboys select Tyler Smith. And now, your host, Kyle Yeomans. Today is Wednesday, March 22nd, and we are officially 36 days away from the NFL Draft. Just over a month away as we welcome you into the Draft Show, presented by Miller Lite. Here from the Star in Frisco in the SWBC studios, it's Miller time, and it's also Draft time. We've got the entire crew back in the building. We've got Bobby Bell. We've got Brian Broaddus, Zach Wolchuk, Aisha Morrison. I'm Kyle Yeomans. Everybody, how are we doing? You said 36 days? 36 days. Y'all got to stop saying the number. My therapist is going to be mad. <laughs> I'm excited. Stop saying it out loud. No, you like. know what's cool is you're starting to see these pro days are starting to mm-hmm. kind of wind down in the, in the top one. So what, we've got Ohio State rolling today. Mm-hmm. And you got yeah, – man, I've seen a lot of, uh, a lot of tweets – of coaches doing these workouts, cowboy coaches yeah. doing these workouts. Mm. So out at USC, Ohio State. I mean, Dan Quinn making the trips. The Iowa, Iowa. He went. Yeah, he did that Midwest tour for you, <laughs> and got him a little sweet corn on the way as he was rolling along. So yeah, no, it's it's uh, before long. This free agency thing is going to be over, and it's these guys and gals are going to push into these rooms, and they're going to start putting boards together. Mm. When is and it? that's cool. When isn't it? My bad. When's when, free agency? I mean, it well, it's gonna, it's gonna, it, it, it never ends. It doesn't really yeah. ever end. But for the teams, for the teams, they're gonna stop. They're gonna stop looking at guys. They're that's gonna start right. looking at college guys. Yeah. is what they're gonna do. And filling the holes is where that's. I mean, right now you're trying to to build your roster, and then the draft you can fill the holes, yeah. and you can build that young nucleus. I think the Cowboys. I was talking to a buddy of mine, and I was telling him, I think the Cowboys have set themselves up great, no doubt, to do what they're really good at. And that's draft. And that's players. draft. Yeah, that's absolutely. Draft players. And so, to me, if you're a Cowboy fan, you got to be excited about what your team did yeah. because they the, the the using the compensatory picks to trade to to grab some guys. Talk to my scout buddies around the league. They got guys that can actually play. Heck yeah, you know, Cooks and and Gilmore. So it kind of keeps them really open. It makes it fun for us here in the draft show because it is so open. Really, at 26. You know, you're going to get into, like, you, you can I – mean, we'll be on that first night, and those names will start coming off that board, and you're like, you're going, okay, I'll take that guy, I'll take mm-hmm. that guy, I'll take that guy. Yeah, we can kinda, sit back and really just kinda, enjoy yeah, what enjoy, ends up falling enjoy, to 26. Absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. Let's talk about some of the moves that they have made and how that could affect it. Because I, I agree with you completely. I think nothing is off the table at 26 at this point because of some of these moves. Since the last time we were on the air, the Cowboys traded a fifth-round draft pick, the compensatory pick, as Brian mentioned – to Indianapolis for corner Stephon Gilmore, excuse me, released Ezekiel Elliott. They agreed the terms on a restructure with Tyron Smith to build some more cap room, and then they re-signed C.J. Goodwin, did so with Cooper Rush, and then they traded Brandon Cooks in exchange for a fifth-round pick as well in 2023 and then a sixth-round pick next year. So you've got a starting caliber corner in Stephon Gilmore. You have a starting caliber wide receiver, probably your wide receiver too, depending on what happens in the draft, with Brandon Cooks. But, Bobby, now you look at it, and you don't have to go with either one of those positions at 26 anymore. Yeah, and that's kind of their 
their approach every offseason, I feel like, where it's something where they enter the offseason and go, okay, what do we absolutely need? Okay, let's go find veterans that fill everything that we absolutely need, and then we're freed up when we get into the draft of we can just follow our board. We can get whoever we want. We don't feel like we have to go get a guard right now because Edog is here. We don't have to go get a running back. We got Ronald Jones. You know, we, we don't have to go get a corner because we got Stephon Gilmore. But if they want to get a corner, if corner's the top player there, they can just get it. If the top player there is a running back, they can get the running back. And that's kind of been their MO for the last, I don't know, probably decade under Will McClay really running the draft is they knock, they use this month to knock out their needs and have contingencies in place so that if it doesn't fall the way they want, they don't feel like they left the draft with you know their hands empty. I feel like it's always uh, I always call it protecting yourself. Mm-hmm. Insurance yeah, policies. Th- yeah, I think that's what Will really is interested in doing. He's trying to make sure that like he doesn't like you said, Bobby, that he doesn't have to go get somebody. He can say, okay, if this thing falls to me, and it's, they're very open about taking them. We've seen in the last couple of drafts. They're very open to taking the best player on their board, yeah. regardless of the position. Sorry, you go for it. No, I was gonna say though, like. Even with that, though, like, because Bobby was saying that's been their M.O. for a while. Yeah, we've seen it be their M.O., but the gentlemen that they brought in here, did they move the needle? Were they guys that we felt like? Now, granted, I feel like they have been more aggressive on the defensive side of the ball in free agency since Dan Quinn has gotten here because he has a specific type of gentleman. He's trying to build something on that side of the ball. But on the offensive side of the ball, the Brandon Cooks thing is something that it was in the works. But just to bring a guy in here that you know should be able to take that number two spot, it feels different than it has to me in past years with, with the caliber of gentlemen that they're bringing in here to replace those guys before the draft. Yeah, I mean, they, they, they went and got Randall Cobb one year, um, yeah. and, and that was a significant one. But in the past, generally, I, I think it's just the value was there for them to make the deal. Sure. That, that I think they've spent similar capital before. Like, it, it wouldn't be unusual if you if we had headed into this offseason and said, the Cowboys are going to make a trade using a fifth and a sixth rounder That's for me. a receiver. I think most people would hear that and go, okay, well, well, who are they trading for? Probably somebody I've never heard of. Like, they wouldn't expect Cooks to get back. So I think the Cowboys' approach – is similar right. in, in acquiring players to how it's always been on offense or defense. I think what it is is the opportunity was given to them to get really quality players for what they normally spend in terms of with Gilmore and Cooks being more valuable than what they typically get. They yeah. stayed after the Cooks deal. Yeah. That was something they were trying to get done. They won the long game. And they got it at their price. Yeah, sure did. You know, big, big win for them. But, yeah, you're right. I mean, you looked at what were their biggest needs at the end of last year. I mean, they were desperate for a number two corner. You saw that after the injuries. They filled that void with Gilmore. And then who was your other playmaker outside of C.D. Lamb offensively? I mean, we're hopeful that Michael Gallup gets back to where we want him to be and where he's been in his career. But you make the move for Brandon Cooks. Also adds the speed element, which you've been lacking. You get two home run stars in my opinion, for low comp picks. I think it's fantastic team building by the Cowboys. It's not even just the insurance policy anymore. At least this time around, it's not. This is an aggressive push to build a roster, to build a competitor. And with that being said, now it opens things up. It opens up the possibilities that if a B. John Robinson out of Texas falls to you, and I know that's the that's the popular name, there's a big if around that because it's safe to say he's not even close to being guaranteed being there at 26. But let's say a Jameer Gibbs is there out of Alabama. Sure. Maybe you can make, make that pick. Tight end-wise, we've talked about these tight ends a number of times. Is there a position, though, that is off the, to- off the table now now that these moves have been made? Is there a single position that you would say, let's not think about that in the first round, 
let's move on from I that. don't know if they would think about a quarterback at 26. Yeah, no quarterback. No. I don't think. Now, does that change with this move, though? Probably not. It was see that, bad. but that's what I'm saying. The thing about it, you know, we're, I, I know I'm talking about it being wide open and stuff like that. I, I don't see one of those top quarterbacks fall into 26, mm-hmm. but it would be interesting if one did. Just to see, you know, how what they really, really feel about their quarterback situation going forward. Are you at four names there? Four names with C.J. Stroud, Ohio State, Bryce Young, Alabama, Will Levis, Kentucky, Anthony Richardson, Florida. Are those the four? Uh, those are my four names. Stroud, Young, Levis, Richardson would be my four. And the thing about it is, and but I really like Hendon Hooker, and I mention him quite a bit. But I, I would be interested to see because I remember uh, in. Uh, previous drafts that the Green Bay Packers, Ted Thompson, the general manager in Green Bay, was not going to draft Aaron Rodgers. He didn't think Aaron Rodgers, any quarterback, was going to get to him, you know. Uh, and so all of a sudden, you know, they're sitting there at 24 and they've got Brett Favre on their roster, you know. Mm-hmm. And I know Brett Favre was towards the end of his career, but Ted Thompson had no intention of drafting a quarterback in that first round. And he goes, he told the guys in the room, he says, boys, we can't pass this guy, can we? And they didn't, you know, and that's sometimes sometimes you you get to a point where if you have a player that's high enough on your board and he slides to you, you can't pass that player. Mm-hmm. Considering, you know, you don't want to ever you always hear me say this. Don't window dress your board. Sure. Put these players where you honestly believe you would take them. A guy lost his job here. Tom Saskowski lost his job here because of. Uh, they had a defensive tackle from Florida Floyd in the first round at at the top five pick. And when it came time to pick him, they didn't pick him, you know, and now all of a sudden there was a big argument like, well, why are you? And that's when Will McClay took over the draft. But that's, that's where, that's where you, you, you know, you got to be careful because if you're putting players on that board and you're not willing to take them when it's your, and you get the opportunity then you're not doing yourself any favors. Sure, your board, you, your 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 board is not true to who you are. It'd be fascinating if one slid. We kind of saw that a couple years ago with Justin Fields. They had the opportunity with Fields falling okay. to ten. They moved back. That's where I like the idea of a quarterback sliding. And I also want. I wonder because of the fifth year option. If a team decides, hey, we really like Hendon Hooker, and the medicals checked out to where he's going to be ready to go. Is that a guy that maybe a team would move up to get just to get that fifth-year option at the bottom of the first round, and you could benefit off of that by maybe stockpiling some more picks, maybe a future one for next year, depending on how far a team has to move up? I think all of those are really intriguing, intriguing ideas. We've had that conversation a couple times that at 26, do you feel like the board would dry up enough to where they would entertain that option? Now, the the level of the compensation would certainly change sure. the, the narrative there because if, if some team comes in and they've just got a ton of compensation, you're going to take it. But if, if there's a position group that's not available there for the Cowboys at 26, it'd be the Cowboys. So teams know that. They know that that's a target to where they can come up and maybe try and acquire that twenty six overall. I think you, to me, there's as I study this thing, and I and I'm I don't want to speak for you guys. As I study this, there's going to be a player that they really like at twenty six. I think so too. 
I just think it's it's so deep in certain positions, and they've left themselves open to being able to take whichever one they want. If they want to take a if they want to take a tight end, if they want to take one of these defensive tackles, if they want to take a corner, if they want to take a wide receiver, I think there I think there's plenty of I think there's plenty of options for them to do. I just feel like the the quarterback one is always an interesting discussion when you really don't feel like you need one. But in this day and age, as you continue to pay these quarterbacks 45 to soon be $50 million, you know, this is an organization that can move on from a quarterback and not be worried about it. And I say that because the owner is the general manager. If you're sitting there in some of these other places, my buddy Jason Light in in Tampa, he was going to get fired until Tom Brady came along. Les Snead was going to get fired, you know, until some of the moves happened out there with the Rams. Mm -hmm. If you don't have a quarterback, you will sell your soul. I lived this with the Cowboys in the early 2000s. I would have given anything to be through what the way people are moving quarterbacks in this day and age, like willingness to part with you know Derek Carrs and and Matt Staffords and people like that, we were playing with baseball players because nobody give up their quarterback, <laughs> nobody give up their quarterback. So now, I mean, I think the Cowboys are a situation where you know you're, if your job depends on it, you will sell your soul for a quarterback. But here, they don't have to. And this is the first organization I thought that wouldn't pay a quarterback forty million dollars, and they did. They and did they did. It. They did. And now there are a lot of Cowboys fans that are on the fence about Dak Prescott and the season that he had. That doesn't matter. It's, yeah. He's your quarterback. He's your franchise guy. I will say that's a transition, though, because we were talking in our group message about what we wanted to hit today. Why or why not? Guys that you're on the fence about draft wise, we were able to put together a list of guys that you aren't necessarily out on but aren't necessarily in on yet. Any of these on-the-fence guys that you could see? I'm going to start with Zach Wolchuk. Oh, great. I'm going to see what Wolchuk's Can I go first? I'll go first. first. Let me go first. Okay. Are you you guys in and out on Lucas Van Ness from Iowa? Okay, this is a good one. Are you Mm. in and out? If Lucas Van Ness, defensive end from Iowa, gets to you, are you in or out on him? We're talking about at 26? At 26. Ooh. I'm out. Why is that? Go for it. Why am I out? Mm-hmm. I think I talked. I talked to Brian about this the other day. Like this, and this is no knock to to the program, but we talk about Iowa guys and and what they bring and how fundamentally sound they are and stuff. And there's just a viciousness that I look for in DNs, and um, I just don't know how much he likes getting hit in the mouth. Like, and I just don't. That means something to me. Like, that means something to me in pursuit and stuff. And watching him is like, if he gets hit in the mouth a couple times, he, he doesn't respond that well. Similar to, to me, similar to how you see some of the, the Bosa brother for the Niners. If you run at him, if you go at him, he gets exhausted, whatever the case may be. But I just, I don't, I don't see a, I don't see a first round, I don't see a first round player there. You don't, don't think he's tough enough? I, see, you always got to, why you got to say it like that? Well, I, mean, I don't think I, I don't. I don't think you're wrong. I don't think that it's not that I don't think he's tough tough enough. I just don't know if he's battle tested enough for me to be like, yeah, that's yeah. a first round pick. In yeah. fairness, and that's just just my personal sure. opinion. I think that's, that's I, I, I think that's fair. At 26, I, I'd be. I think I'm out on him too. 
And I, I just I didn't love the guy that I watched. And I yeah. saw Paris Johnson from Ohio State. Uh, I got to see that game in person. Then when I went back and studied it, I thought he handled him pretty well. He's not a guy that I think has an amazing pa- pass rush ability yeah. right, that you tap into. He's a good all-around player. Absolutely. Plays the run solid. I think he can kick inside, play some defensive tackle. And it's interesting because you had Dan Quinn working him out. Yeah. Maybe DQ really likes him. And look, if DQ likes a guy, fine. You know, if you stand on the table for him, I'm going to trust in Dan Quinn. But when I watched him, I'm with you, Aisha. I was like, I don't see the top 10, top 20 type of hype. Now, if he falls to 26, maybe. maybe. But I think I, I'm out more than I'm in on him. And he might be one of the guys that I'm most wrong about in this entire class. I think he is the same way. I, I, I think that, that both Aisha and, and Zach have seen him the right way. I have more questions about him than I have good positive answers. He played in a rotating system there at Iowa. Mm-hmm. I, I just... When it came down to, like, okay, got to have a play, got to have a play, I just didn't see it with a guy that, you know, some of these other defensive ends, I see these guys make plays a lot. And I, I, I question about him a little bit, Bobby. I always get a little, when we talk about biases, I guess, I always get a little hesitant when we're talking about a first-round edge rusher who the first thing that you point to when you talk about their skill set a lot of times is power. Yeah. Like when it's power is the top thing at the edge, it's like, all right, well, but power is not like the top trade I'm necessarily looking for on the edge. Now, it's important. You want to play with it. You don't want to be a guy with no play strength or who gets bullied or whatever else. But when that's the lead, that that's what you're leading with is, man, the, the power that this guy plays with and, and, and the toughness, and the physicality, and everything like that. it's like that's not what I'm looking for off the edge. I want to see. And I know he tested fairly well yeah. uh, across the way. I didn't see the athleticism showed up. But to be fair, the last time I saw a guy who it's like, man, he plays with a lot of power, plays some push-pull technique, uh, doesn't quite look like the athlete on tape that uh, he tested. Like the last guy we described like that was TJ Watt, where Watt tested way above what he looked like physically on tape. And Watt was a push-pull guy and didn't show a lot of the stuff that he's now using at the next level. So I'll always defer mm-hmm. if, if they look at it and they say nope these traits are here it's like well i trust the scouting staff they've been right about guys that we've had questions about before but that's a hesitancy for me is when i was here like is if power is the lead on an edge rusher i'm like okay well let me pull back a little bit i don't know that that's what i want to spend first round capital on compared to the rest of the edge rush class you have will anderson at the top out of alabama tyree wilson's up there too texas tech nolan smith from georgia is he the sec- start of the second tier, or is he kind of mixed in a little bit lower than that for you? Nolan Smith, Ojolari, McDonald okay. from Iowa State, and mm. Van Ness. Because mm. mm. like you in said- that order, that order. That's one through four. That's no, that's second round. Oh, Wilson, okay. Anderson, Murphy, and then now second, Nolan Smith, Ojolari, LSU, McDonald, Iowa State, Van Ness from Iowa it would it. be that in that group. Well, I was going to say, too, we talked about Dan Quinn and he was up in Iowa doing his, you know, making his rounds. Like, if you if he worked out Van Ness and then went and worked out Will McDonald. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not going to look the same. They're not going to look like the same. <laughs> no. And that's what I'm saying. Like, I, at this point with Dan, respectfully, I want an athlete. Mm-hmm. I want the pursuit. I want the speed. Because at, at, at this juncture, I just feel like, those guys can they can change the game. We're starting to see it, and I'm looking at more of how much of an athlete is this guy. How how how's his pursuit? How's his speed or whatever? I do understand that edge is something like they got to defend the run and everything. But at this point, like when you brought up the point about power, Bobby, like that's fine. Like yeah, I want the power to to, to play the run, but at the same time, I want somebody that's going to change the game. 
Also on that side, though, when they if they were to go, and I think they would like McDonald and Van Ness. I think I'm sure they have positive feelings about both of them. If you do yeah. want to look at what does Dan Quinn typically had on the edge, Van Ness is more the physical attributes that he's looked for. He has looked for more stout. Mm. I mean, just running off of obviously he's had a Vic Beasley before, but like think of those Seattle defensive ends when he was there think about guys that he's played with in atlanta adrian claiborne was a guy that played with him over there and claiborne was more of that strong powerful so mm -hmm. i think there is I, I wouldn't be surprised if he would not have a problem with van net like if you compared the two physical profiles if he looked and said well van ness fits more of what i've typically liked to have there not that it would rule out will mcdonald or anything else but i think physical profile there's an ar there's probably an argument to be made that van ness fits more of like that mold of sure. guys that he's had before sure. right. yeah Anybody got another guy yeah how about cut throw another guy i yep. love doing this game it's one of my favorite games <laughs> mozzie smith from uh, oh. michigan defensive tackle okay. i was hoping to save him for the last segment but let's okay you want to save him for the last segment no, 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 okay no, no, let's let's I'll, throw you, I'll throw you another name how okay. about this one how about uh how about marvin mims mm. oh at 26. I'm in. Give me Marvin Mims all day, baby. <laughs> Are you? Yeah, Why? absolutely. Why are you that strong? At 26? Uh, Marvin Mims is being slept on big time in this draft. He's my You don't have to just – I'm just why or why not? Why? No, no, uh, no it doesn't have to be at 26. Okay, got it. No, got why it. or why not? Yeah, I'd take why him in the or why not? round at yeah, Would you That's take the, the guy? That makes me feel better. Yeah, yeah. yeah. no, I'm not taking him in the first round. But but I think I'd, I'd have that conversation at 58 a lot like the Cowboys did with Tolbert last year. Okay. Now, I think people are worried about Marvin Mims because of the size. You know, if he plays outside, is he a guy that's going to be able to get off press coverage? I think he's so crafty and he's so quick with his technique uh, and his speed and quickness that he's going to be fine. You know, I, I think he's a guy you can move around all over the formation. He's a big play guy. For being maybe a 5'11", smaller receiver, he plays big. He'll high point the football. He'll go up and get it. The body, the way he's able to contort his body in the air, track the football. He's also a guy that I think is going to fit really well within the Cowboys offense. Think about the West Coast scheme. Get him the ball in, in space, on the run. Let him go make plays. I think Marvin Mims, to me, has the chance to be one of the best receivers in this draft class. Outside of the the size, which I agree with you completely, because I mean, you and I have watched Marvin for for years now. But w with his size, he plays bigger. What's another knock to his game? I think she's got it. Huh? No, I was just I was going to ask a question you, to y'all. What do you got, Aisha? No, I don't, I, I, you, lay, you, lay it on us. You kinda, I you, see the twinkle in the eye. No, yeah. I mean, because you brought up Tolbert, mm -hmm. and I. So my question to you guys about Marvin Mims is: Are you worried about? Are you worried about his his route tree? Him knowing the whole that route was my tree? knock too. That's, I think that's, he needs a little bit more added on to there because he's only done, I mean, he's his vertical game and then underneath. That's about it. He doesn't a, really that's play a question, a, though, right? That's it is. Vertical, a question and a knock. Like, I mean, right. I'm, I'm just You're right. I'm, exactly. saying, I'm saying it's more an unknown. I don't know that it's a, a legitimate knock. It's a coachable it. thing. Right, right. Exactly. Well, and it's just something we don't know. Yeah. Like, you know, there's been questions before about, like, when Josh Allen got to the NFL, they didn't know about Josh Allen's whiteboard. They didn't know about Mahomes. Mahomes was another one. There were a sure. lot of teams that felt like, okay, we don't necessarily know what he's like because of the system that he ran. So it's not necessarily – it's just more of a question, yes. I guess, no what I would feel like, that it's we don't know the answer as opposed to this is something we've seen on tape and it's a negative and it doesn't look good. Well, yeah, and then also, too, I mean, he has the return ability. So sure. he brings that immediately, and I think that's something that teams are definitely looking at, and that's an important part of things. I love his acceleration. I like his quick release. Right. It's a lot I like about him, and then if you talk about, you know, what you're supposed, what you're possibly doing in this offense, he definitely is a guy you can set him up. 
you can set him up to to have success in this in this offense if it is going to go the way it's supposed to go. So what do you I'm guys, down for him at 58. Yeah. Okay. What do you guys think yeah. about him? Uh, I mean, the biggest question for him would probably be – I think they feel comfortable with it. The ori- original question I would have been curious about with them would have been if they thought he could play outside. Now, yeah. is that we, there was some of it at Oklahoma, but there wasn't – A lot You know, it. there is a question about whether that's where he could succeed at the next level. I think as they're going through their evaluation, I, I think Dallas is – potentially becoming more comfortable with the idea that he could play around. And they just acquired a guy who's a similar size. Brandon Cooks is 5'9", right. three quarters, yeah. weighs 185 big, pounds. That's a big point. Um, the, the, if you want to talk about knocks on Mims, I don't know how tight the route running always is. Yeah, call. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that if it's contested at all, it's – tipping the defense's way. Yeah. There, there's not a lot of contested finishes. He's got his, his off-the-line of scrimmage. His releases are good. He's quick. He's fast. He can get separation, do all those things. If a corner is on him, if a corner reads him and stays on the route with him, that that's pretty much game over for his route. And how many yeah. corners did he play in the Big 12 that were able to do that? How many defensive players are in the Big 12 period? <laughs> that's what I'm, I, that's I, kind of what I'm mean, looking it, at. It's funny. I was talking to somebody the other day. And they made reference that I had to look. I think it's been we are the last five All Pro teams haven't had a single Big Twelve player on defense. Wow! So I mean that's a conference that's been hurting for defensive players for a while. About to get one picked in the top ten this year though. Tyree Wilson, Wilson, yeah, Yeah. Wilson, yeah. Can I throw one more name out real quick? I know you got Twitter on the twenty coming up here. Twitter on the thirty. Yeah, (laughs) it's very flexible, (laughs) fungible, as we like to say in the radio world. Uh, Ty J Spears, the running back from Tulane. What are you doing over I'm here? I'm in. You're just yeah. picking all my favorite guys. Yeah, I'm in. I'm just asking. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm 100% in on, yeah. on Ty J. I, I, in the third round, man, I think that that can be your future starter and you don't have to worry about it. Yep. I, I think he can do everything for you. Yeah, he's so electric. He's so electric. I have a I have an early fourth round grade on him, but if he's there in the third at late third, I'm I'm taking him. Yeah. I, if if that's what they feel comfortable with, if they go with it there, I'm in because I think he's a playmaker. I think he could be better than what I even had him graded at on the what? fence. When third yeah. round, third round, third round, I'm in. Yeah. yeah. Any earlier? Anybody earlier than that? No. 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 We're not going go, earlier. Go for it. I'd Come cons- on, Zach. I'd, I'd consider it in round two. <laughs> Would you? I would. At 58. <laughs> yeah. Well, because I. He's the best player on the field every time I watch him. You are getting a playmaker. Like, no, you're not, in, in a sense of, like, the way that you talk about Tony Pollard is, like, no you're doubt. not just getting a running you back. Him. You're no. getting a playmaker. And I think Tajay is a, lineback- a linebacker's worst nightmare. Oh, yeah. heck yes. And yeah. so if you, if, you, if you can get favorable matchups there, I think he could be. I don't know. Huh? Okay. I'd prefer, him in, I'd prefer him in round three. Heck, if you can get him in four, I would have a party. We might have to go around early on some of these cats. But, but that's exactly what I'm thinking. Yeah. Like, if you got a guy that you really want, like, I would take Spears over A-Chain, personally. Ooh. I, I'm not there. I'm I would. Sorry. Um, yeah, I'm not there on that Bobby. one. Need to, need, to, need to know how that knee looks, too, uh, on Spears. Yes, ACL, yes. He's He's got some knee questions. Is that recent? That's he's got some knee questions. Oh. People were wondering about it. Not I don't know how it came out of any, but I know people were heading into Indy just hey, we'd like to it. look at the knee. Interesting. Okay. I think he's all right. My yeah. bad. Yeah. He, looked, he looked just he fine looked, in his last looked, college game. He definitely I mean, he looked had sure fine. Did. plus against USC. So yeah. yeah, that's interesting. All, all right. right. I've got a couple other names, but I'll save Perfect. For we're gonna save them for the third segment because we're I wanna go back to it. We're gonna get okay. back through I wanna hit Mozzie Smith there yeah. too, because I, I there were a ton of Twitter on the twenty questions about him. Okay. But I wanted to push it to the third segment so we get it all in there. All right, when we come back. Twitter on the 20 next on The Draft Show. 
Hey, Cowboys fans, if you're looking for a full-time or part-time job, check out Liberty Tax, proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. If you've got tax experience and want to help your community with their finances, you're the perfect candidate. No tax experience? We also offer in-person tax school courses locally. Liberty Tax has 79 locations across DFW and 2,300 offices nationwide. Learn more about our job opportunities at libertytax.com slash hiring or call your local Liberty Tax office today. Craving something flavorful? Replace that bloated burrito feeling with Smoothie King's new Power Meal Smoothies. With three delicious flavors like cinnamon banana, blueberry raspberry, and spinach pineapple, you can fill up on flavor, not calories. Each meal replacement smoothie is packed with 20 grams of protein, 7 grams of fiber, and 23 vitamins and minerals, all under 350 calories with 0 grams of added sugar. So next time you want something flavorful, swap fast food for a Power Meal smoothie. Order today on the Smoothie King app. Smoothie King, the official smoothie of the Dallas Cowboys. I'm Darren Woodson, former Dallas Cowboy player and Super Bowl champion. When I played in the NFL at a high level, I relied on my vision to see the field. As I started getting older, I noticed my vision wasn't as good, and I was getting frustrated from wearing my glasses all day. I went to Laser Care Eye Center, and Dr. G talked about all the options. Thanks to technology and Laser Care Eye Center, I can see near, far, and between. Don't fumble your vision any longer. Visit them at dfweyes.com and tell them Darren sent you. They got me back on my game. What do you call a group of grown men and women with their faces painted silver and blue who get together every week to share a three-hour-long ritual of jumping, sinking, and toasting Miller Lite and 10-gallon hats while yelling, how about them cowboys? You call it Miller Time in Dallas. Here's to the cowboys. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller Time. Celebrate responsibly. 2021 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is the DallasCowboys.com Draft Show. Back here on the Draft Show presented by Miller Lite. Glad you're with us as we continue to count down the days to the NFL Draft. What's going on? I asked her a question about a particular player, our guy from Northwestern mm. at Abare, right? Yeah. And and I said, anybody see him as a tackle? And Aisha looked at me like, why would you look at him at end? Right. No, he's listed as an edge rusher. Yeah. But I'm watch- I was he's watching him before our show yesterday. Yeah. I'm like, all of, it, all of his impact plays are when he kicks she, inside. Fast and athletic and twitchy does not mean you got to put him on the edge. I almost said it. I almost cussed. Yeah. Don't mean you got to put somebody on the edge, man. Gotcha. Mm. All right. It's time now for your favorite segment, your favorite segment of the show. It's time for some... Oh, it was real quiet, but Dang. it was there. It was there. It was, it was there. really quiet. It was there. All right, let's go yeah, with Mario. Yeah, let's go with Mario. He says, are there any other spots on the roster you'd like to see addressed before declaring this draft a true and unbiased BPA draft? I think, I think they're there, though. Is it already there? I think they're that's, there. That's go, part of the answer. Go get me a linebacker. I need another linebacker that's in the fair. room. Okay. Linebacker so. was the first thing I thought of. And, uh, I mean, I don't know why we're sleeping on kickers, man. I mean, I mean, look, Don't not. Start. What are they going to do, Kicker? 
They're going to draft my guy Jake Moody from Michigan. In the third round. Instead yeah. of Tajay Spears for Zach Wolf. What the heck? No. <laughs> if, it, if it had been our guy from Prosper last year, then it would go to the Browns. I kind of feel like they're... Cade York? Yeah. Wait, you say linebacker, yes, right? You got I, one in mind? Uh, no, just I mean, go, go find another. It's I mean, it honestly doesn't. It, that does me no good right now. But I mean, if we're talking about just, we're talking about their contingencies to sure. really go into the draft. So right. if you're talking about linebacker, no, just go get me another veteran body. You've lost Luke Gifford. Nobody's replaced him yet, nope. and that was somebody who got snaps for you in the second half. You still have questions about Jabril Cox, Damone Clark. We'll see how he he you know God, continues wrong to progress. About those kids are not wrong. There's but, always yeah. questions about Van Der Esch's durability and Micah Parsons rushes a lot. So. Yeah, you probably need to stick at least one more veteran in here to really feel like you're covered heading into the. I would no be, chance you're I, getting. They're, they're not going to go. Out, they're not going to get Bobby Wagner. No, no, I'm not if saying that's I'm, what you're thinking. I'm not saying Wagner. I'm talking about. I mean, goodness, like when they signed Jasper Brinkley from Minnesota years ago, and they that cost us a million five. But I'm saying that's for the, and didn't play a that's, snap. That's the kind of guy you probably go. Yeah, out that, that wasn't well, a good sign. Or, or uh, I think you guys mentioned on the radio the other day, um, Holcomb. Oh, he's he already gone. signed. He already he's gone. gone. Yeah, Tater tots. Yeah. He would have been perfect. He would have been a great signing. I don't necessarily signing. think they're completely out on Wagner. I really don't think they're out. Uh, I, 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 trust me on you that You think one. it's out? Yeah. Okay. I, I, th- I think in the next two weeks, not Wagner. I know you, live, I, in I this, think, I know you live in this building, but I... Things yeah. can be yeah. fluid. Yeah. Things can change. Yeah. Maybe maybe You've got your price. I trust price down. I do think defensive tackle is the other one. And I'm really hopeful they bring back Hankins. He's dragging his feet on you, man. But, hey, that's that's an area... Hankins. Hankins. They, they, they need to address D-tackle. He made such a, a positive impact for them Hank. when they brought him in. You know, keeping Leighton Vander Esch clean, keeping your line, but also in the run game as well. I think they do need to still address I, a big boy defensive tackle. People ask me about uh, Ashawn Robinson, and I, I can't. I, I'm sorry, I couldn't tell you. Couldn't do it. Okay. I can't. I mean, no, no, no. no I we, we brought I him up yesterday. I need to watch him. him. I need to watch him is what I'm saying. I haven't seen him play in a while. I think the last time I saw him play was in Detroit. Yeah. So I'm, you know, I'm a, I don't I don't know about that one. Anybody got a since Bobby brought it up before we go there? Anybody got a linebacker in the first round? No, no, probably not. Probably uh, not. Like that, I would grade in the first round. Yeah. Yeah, Sanders. You got Sanders as a first rounder. Yeah, I think. Sanders and I like Sanders. Is, I, I, but I think Sanders is really good. Local too. Yeah. Uh, Heck yeah, Dan veteran. Ryan. And I'm just throwing a name out here. You want to talk about special teams? Has defensive snaps. Personnel department knows him. Damian Wilson's a free agent. Okay. Ooh, I'm saying right. that, that kind of a name. Well, he gave me a name. name. But it, like, when you're talking about, that's the type of name I'm talking about adding, okay. the, just like the way they signed Edoga. It's the same, It's going to be the same kind of competition. Gotcha. Get it. Just somebody in here at linebacker. Yeah. All right. Will Stone asked, y'all have done a great job breaking down the top corners in the draft, but could you break down some of the day two guys? Because, of course, Cowboys going out and getting Stephon Gilmore. Corner at 26 isn't off the table completely. But it's less of a like, uh, likable scenario. So, where could some of these day two guys be ranked? Anybody have names that they like day two corners? What about Clark Phillips from Utah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. A little ball I, hawk. Yeah, I consider Clark size. Phillips in the second round. He's a little bit smaller, but super quick feet. Uh, that's what I worry about. Like the size is that going to be an issue? Because he's one of the few that's not doesn't have the length and is like a six foot two massive guy. He's more of a compact build with good speed. But you watch him against Jordan Addison. Oh, that was some fun tape to watch. Those two going back and forth. Runs really well. Can get lost in traffic a little bit. He got caught a few times when he was in man coverage, and he's got to run through the trash there. But he's a fun guy, and he plays he plays with some chippiness, which I'm always looking for with corners. DJ Turner from Michigan for me is a guy that I would really like to see. And uh, 
I mean, to me, he's really – I think he's a really – could be a really good nickel to start out with. He's a smaller guy, though. He's 5'11". He's 178 pounds. He did get a little bullied in the Michigan State game where they were pushing off him. But other than that, man, this guy – is a hard guy to run away from. I think he could play on either side of the field. And, you know, like I say, that slot stuff with his size, his movement, I mean, I, I think that he's he's got a real shot to be a big-time player in this league. Could you tell me more about Travius Hodge Tomlinson? Anybody watch? Is he a TCU? I have not seen him. Okay. I haven't. I mean, I, I watched him play in college, sure. but I haven't. I haven't done the uh, the deep dive when it comes to the tape. Also, maybe a size question there. Yeah, but he's another guy that thing. plays. I mean, he's aggressive. Uh, he, I, I think he runs really well. Personally, he, he's intriguing to me. His height, arm. And weight is all smaller than anything Will McClay's ever drafted at yeah, corner. Yeah, it's probably why none of us have taken a look at him yet. He'll, yeah, he'll, I'm, he'll be here next Friday. If you, <laughs> oh, that's true. He's Dallas State guy. There Friday. we go. Very nice. Hey, that's nice. Yeah. Which, I mean, they bring in the, the qualifiers. They bring in all their qualifiers. Like, I mean, it, that all doesn't yeah. that doesn't always indicate like super strong interest. It's to get a closer look. I like Jalen Jones at Texas A and M. Okay. Yeah, I think I think you're on to something I th- there. I think Jones. When you talk now, the long speed's not there. Um, uh, but I mean, I feel like a lot of his issues are just in need of coaching, like technique issues and and uh, things like that. But I think we talk about like the physicality, the natural instincts. I think are really good. The size is right up the Dan Quinn alley. Six two two hundred. Six two two hundred. Arms are a little short. Yeah, thirty and three quarters. But, uh, but the but thing about it, I, I think this arms. this guy might be. I thought he might be a little bit of a more better safety. Project because of his physical style. This guy loves to hit. Uh-huh. I mean, he loves to tackle. He's got. I felt like the the length that corner gives him a little bit of some problems. You're right about that. But I also said like with him is the ball skills. When he gets his hands on the ball, he can finish. They'll line him up on both sides of the field. The toughness, the size. I'll be. My last line was I'll be interested to see where NFL teams view him as position wise. I think he is a perfect matchup for tight ends. Like if you're in a division where you're playing against the Travis Kelseys twice a year, I would take this guy and I'm going to put him on tight ends, and I think he's going to cause them real problems. Because I'm with you, his body type's interesting. He's kind of got like a linebacker build in his upper body, and then it goes back to corner in the lower body. Mm. So I can see the safety yeah. traits there, but I, I it's just to me watching him, I was like, man, I think he can match tough, up, man. This can guy match up well, like tough. we saw with Byron Jones yeah. being able to cover tight ends. I think he's really he can be a good player against tight ends in the next level what you got any names i mean okay so i i'm still fresh to him because i just started looking at him but mm-hmm. eli ricks i i'm glad you brought that okay. up is a guy that i just started that's I, cool i i don't really know a whole bunch about him yet i'm asking you guys like what good no it's a really him. good name um, and, and it's funny but when, when you guys start talking about the a&m kid i had my eli ricks notes up out of alabama at alabama out, this guy's six two one eighty eight is where yeah he went to school at lsu he was a transfer from a transfer? lsu yes. to uh, to alabama and uh, you know he, he, I tell you what, man, he is one of those guys that you got to try and figure him out because there's some really, there's some for his size, there's some quickness to his game, the way he reacts. He is an outstanding job of not allowing the receiver inside on him on the slant. And I always, and Beamer's doing us a favor here with some highlights up. If you're watching this on uh, your your uh, devices and stuff, Eli Ricks, the, one of the things I, if you are a corner and I see you covering guys on the slant and knocking the ball down, just like we just saw right there, you're my guy. 
Because that's the hardest thing to defend. When you get receivers on those in-breaking cuts and you can play the ball well like that, yep. this game you're watching right there, if you want to start a game with him, the Mississippi State game was one of his best games that he had uh, on tape. I okay. think Sidney Brown is climbing. I, I've mentioned him before. Yeah. I think his nickel ability really is going to have some people look at him in the second or a third because – that's, I mean, that's kind of what a lot of people are going to now. And he has flexibility to play on the outside, the inside. He's sneaky. He's sneaky um, getting behind or well, just sneak. I just think he's sneaky, period. You don't see him a lot of the time in coverage. Maybe you do decide to move him to free safety or something. I don't know. But. One other one other name that I just want to throw out there, Darius Rush. Oh, I was just Barnacles. about to yeah, yeah, let's yeah, I talked go. to him. So, let's go. So Dane Brugler brought him up at the Combine when he was on our show, and, yeah. and we were talking about him. He was impressive at the combine. Four three six forty came right out mm. after it. He's not great over the top, but his speed makes me think he can yeah. get there. There are a couple times on tape where he gives up some space, especially on the vertical routes. He's going down the sideline. He plays the outside corner spot. He travels. He plays both sides mm-hmm. of the field. I think he's really he's a project. So day two, perfect. Yeah, because he's, he's a converted all the receiver. And exactly, he converted from receiver after two years, and they played two years a corner. Think of anybody across the building that did that. Trayvon Nix. You can see it in his play. And when you talk about guys breaking on balls yeah. and stuff like that, he has that same. He has that yeah. same. Yeah. And yeah. We're, yeah, we're He's talking a Darius Rush. Top 100 guys. South for me. Yeah, I was thinking, man, if you could get him pick 90 in the third I'm round. Down. I'd I'd be in heaven there because he runs the routes better than the receiver does. Yes, he, does. He, he can tell what's coming, and I think the 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 ceiling. You look at the upside for this guy, Brian. I know sometimes we gotta we gotta go ahead and describe yeah, what that what means the ceiling for you. Is and the floor, uh, yeah. but so the ceiling is you know how good can this guy potentially become? <laughs> the floor is he's a safe pick basically. Yeah. But I think Darius Rush, his best football's ahead of him. Rush is a guy who you watched Rush. I, I have mean, not yet. Oh, you have not watched Rush. Okay. Well, I think he gets beat off the line of scrimmage way too often. Ooh, okay. Like, I mean, anybody who throws an exotic release at him, he's, he gets beat. And I, I think double moves give him problems, if we're talking about yep. uh, comparisons No, here. you're right. Sure. Uh, <laughs> yeah, because he's a little raw. I mean, you're, yeah. you're not wrong. I mean, there, there's, yeah. there's definitely some things he needs to work on. And uh, less so about the evaluation of the players. Back to Rick's. A uh, lot of teams doing homework on him off the field. Yeah, a lot, lot I noted about Eli Ricks mm. on the field. I noted, like when mm. I started. Have you have you guys ever started watching a player and then I don't know. Sometimes your intuition tells you like my my every time I start wanting to watch the what is that not true? No, no, no you're no, watching watch the they're, 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 they're showing uh, our guy here, <laughs> nah, Darius. Rush. So you had this spider sense about yeah, something with Ricks. Something it Bobby. <laughs> well, I mean, somebody. I, I've been told by people that was not. I didn't have any intuition. I have I did. none. But that was. I'll, yeah, I'll, t- I'll it, give but. you something. I'll give you something about the kid. Mm-hmm. His mom's super involved. Mm. To that okay. point, mm-hmm. that's okay. his, that's working out really well for NFL players. Right yeah, the second. Mom, mom is mom is super super involved oh. and might be thinking that he should be a first overall pick. How about mm. that? Does first, that uh, oh. that help you? <laughs> Number one, Barnabas. That's that. No, that yeah. That's that's his, his family. I mean, it, it's a it's a very demanding family on anywhere he goes. Oh. Poor guy. Trust me on we're, that. Is we're it like a so guy. he's he's following in the other Eli's oh. other Eli Apple? Oh, <laughs> exactly. no. That's a good call. Yeah, because um, his right. mama don't play either. Uh, rule, <laughs> rule the Ravens out for taking Eli Ricks. Then yeah, I think that one's out too. Uh, all right, Tim. <laughs> is that a Lamar? Dude? Tim asked on Twitter. He said uh, McCarthy said he wants to run the football. I think that's false. What if the following <laughs> players <laughs> wrong? There's that uh, <laughs> What of the what of the following players do you think would help the Cowboys? Run game most at 26. So they're going to say Bijan's off the board. 
Would it be Gibbs out of Alabama, Darnell Washington from Georgia? That's a good. End, that's a good. That's a good thought right there. Or the offensive guards, either Osiris Torrance from Florida or Steve Avila from TCU. Which one of those four <clears throat> would help you run the ball better at twenty six? You take a tackle, yes. Uh, I'm Darnell Washington. I'm asking. I'm asking. You're taking an extra tackle. Now, I mean, but in the state of what, like, looking at, we've all started to look at these guards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are you pushing it if you get, I mean, besides Osiris, like, Avia, is, do you consider him a first-rounder? Uh, I've got a two. He's on the cusp. I think yeah. he could be a, at 26. I, think, I, I don't when think. you're picking at 26, it, yeah. I don't think that's still, a terrible it reach. It would be terrible. Okay, no. that's fine. But are the tackles better than right, the Wait, are you, are, you, are you stumping for Washington right now? So I'm, I'm just what, saying. But who's I playing think, tackle? But like who 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 would where would they step in at if you get a tackle? There? If you get a tackle, you that rookie's playing tackle and, and Tyler's playing guard. I'm I'm out on Tyler Smith moving inside. That's that's Ty, Tyler Smith I'm, is the the traits there I'm are asking. so rare and were, looked so much better at tackle as opposed to guard last year. Could so, you move so one of the rookies to guard? Yeah, yeah. To that question, I wouldn't want to move. I would if if we're talking about taking a tackle and it's at the expense of moving Tylor Smith inside. I I don't want to do it. You're out. But these that's guards, but you think that you think Osiris and Avia are good enough to plug in that guard? Day one, I do. Yeah, I think they could they could start for you. I, th- I think uh, I think uh, yeah, I think they both could. I would actually I might prefer Avila over Torrance. Boom boom. boom I don't think boom, you're boom, alone. Boom, boom, boom. I don't think you're alone. You're in that. not alone. I don't think I'm alone uh. under this roof. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I mean both, neither. What are you trying them, to say? They're gonna take. Are you gonna get a text <laughs> message here no, in a no, minute? No, 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 no. Here's a, here's what like uh, you you want to comp on Avila, not super athletic, but more athletic Ron Leary. Ooh. Tater tots. Ron Leary. That's yeah. speaking highly over I here. think both of them have a little Leary in their games, but I'm with you. I mean, <laughs> you're I, not Leary. You're not ways. sounding yeah. like you're Leary at all. I I, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I I would take either of those guys at 26, and I think that's plug and play. You can start them both at left guard, and, well, and let's me. let's line anybody, up. Let's go to work. Anybody anybody interested in that massive tight end at Georgia? When you first said who's the guy that will impact you the most there at 26, Gibbs is, Gibbs I thought is damn Washington. good. Gibbs is good at Alabama. Yeah. Gibbs, no, he is. Gibbs he, is he's damn be, good at Alabama. He's going to be an all-pro. He's going to end up in a really good system because yeah. he's going to be drafted late in the first round, and he'll be an all-pro sometime. I mean, I, personally, I'd rather take John Michael Schmitz than either of those guys. Here you but go. Hmm, Here you I don't go. know. I don't know that uh, the Cowboys will do that, but I think John Michael Schmitz is better than Torrance. And it, 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 oh, you it, got Matt Farnia. That's fair. Stop. So, if what it's do you mean? give me John Michael Schmitz any day of the week, <laughs> he's man. gonna kill it. If it if it's a boy, Matt, he might kill it. I like I him. He's, he's a good player. Yeah. To the specific question of which one of these helps the running game most, no, you're good. Probably the guard. Yeah, the guard. Yes, would. The, guard. the guard. More than Washington, more than Gibbs. That's what I was getting at. Because if you're telling me like pick a running back at the first round, then I'm assuming we're talking maybe like third round for a guard, or you're talking about pick a guard in the first round or, or something like that, and then you're picking a running back in the third, I think the drop-off to guard in the third as opposed to the drop-off to running back Say in the that. third is Completely agree. much steeper. We just so talked about Spear. We just talked about Spears from Tulane. In I mean, third, that, we were all, we were jumping up and down like we were cheerleaders. I, I like so. Tajay Spears. Yeah, I was like a kid in a candy store over here. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's I'm take our second boy. break. When we come back, we're going to talk about Mozzie Smith. In or out at 26, and maybe throw a couple other names at you before we wrap things up. More of the Draft Show coming up right after this. I'm Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. Blockchain.com is one of the most trusted ways to buy, sell, and trade crypto. Whether you're always on the go or stay closer to home, Blockchain.com is just a few taps away. Put the power of crypto in your pocket so no matter where you are, you can trade on your terms and build a crypto portfolio to fit your life. 
For crypto pros, rookies, and anyone in between, Blockchain.com makes it easy to own a piece of the future. Blockchain.com, trusted by millions, trusted by America's team. In a stressful world, Lincoln provides balance and calm amidst the chaos by creating sanctuaries that move you through the world with ease. Our vehicles make your time richer and more uplifting with human-centric design, intelligent technology, and powerful performance. As the official luxury vehicle of the Dallas Cowboys, driving a Lincoln is just another way to show your team pride. Experience our full lineup of luxury vehicles, including the Corsair, Aviator, Navigator, and Nautilus at Lincoln.com. What do you call a group of grown men and women with their faces painted silver and blue who get together every week to share a three-hour-long ritual of jumping, sinking, and toasting Miller Lite and 10-gallon hats while yelling, how about them cowboys? You call it Miller Time in Dallas. Here's to the cowboys. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller Time. Celebrate responsibly. 2021 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with pregame sideline access and photo ops with current players, cheerleaders, and Cowboy legends. You want to stay at a team hotel, attend the best tailgate party in Texas, tour the star, and talk X's and O's with me, Everson Walls? With Star Sports Tours, you can. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the DallasCowboys.com Draft Show. It's okay. Tax season can be more stressful than a last-second Hail Mary. With the game on the line, overcome your taxiety today with Liberty Tax, a proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Book an appointment today at LibertyTax.com slash Cowboys. Why does tax season always have to be in the middle of draft season? It's got to pay him, though. The I know. Tax anxiety. I, I had trouble saying that word last week. Tax anxiety. Tax anxiety. That's why I try and knock it out the, uh, the week in between the conference title games and the Super Bowl. You get that free Sunday. Ooh, you got it done already? I use Oh, yeah. Use Liberty Tax to get it done? Of course. Yeah. Of course I use Liberty awesome. Where else would yeah. I no, Where no. else would I go? Who else would I use? You heard it before. No. 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 I'm a Liberty Tax guy. Not Who are they? Block. No more tax anxiety over here. Let me yeah. let me knock out the second uh, read, too. Register now for 2023 Dallas Cowboys Youth Camps presented by Invisalign. Athletes 6 to 16 are invited to learn from the best this summer at AT&T Stadium or Fort Center at the Star in Frisco. Football camps are led by former NFL players and cheer camps are taught by the current Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders. Save $25 when you sign up for camp by May 12th. Visit DallasCowboys.com slash camps. All right. We've got Bobby Belt, Brian Broaddus, Zach Wolchuk, Aisha Morrison. I'm Kyle Yeomans. You had a question about Mozzie Smith. Why or why not at 26? I had... I counted 12 Twitter on the 20 questions about our guy. Well, that's, Smith. that's what's coming down to. People are trying to figure out which one of these one techniques could be the guy that they take. I, I don't know if they would do that, but I'm trying to figure out would Mozzie Smith be the guy that they buck the trend on there. So would I, you do it? 
Uh, at 26, I probably wouldn't. Okay. I probably wouldn't. Why is that? Because I got other guys I think that are better myself. And I, I, I feel like, though, when I looked at my board and stuff with, with Mozzie Smith, though, I like the kid from I like the kid from Wisconsin better. Oh, I mean, I, I just Benton. Oh, Benton. Benton. I like Benton better. I just do. And, you know, and I could be way wrong about that. It's nothing against Mozzie Smith because for a big guy, he moves pretty well. There's nothing flashy about him at all. But, uh, you know, the, he's, he's a dirty work kind of guy. And, you know, I think when you look at his athletic ability for a man his size, it is rare. But he comes off the ball. He's going to be a load to handle when he's working one-on-one. And But there's – I mean, all the stuff you're going to get pass rush-wise is just push with power and stuff like that. He can be a little bit disruptive. But I just feel like, though, to me – that uh, that I that Benton would be a little bit better choice because I think you could do more with him than you can with Mozzie Smith. But okay. Mozzie Smith's a good player, just not very flashy. It depends on what you want. For as far as Mozzie goes, it to me it just depends on what the team is looking for. If you not can he? I know people have talked about like is he going to develop some pass rush ability? Is that something you see in his game? Sure, I guess you could say that if you really look at him. But what he does well, which I think that you should bring him in to do well is to just stop the run. I mean, he's at the bottom of every pile. He's just mm-hmm. that dude, right? So to me, it just depends on what your team want. Do you want some pass rush ability from the middle of the defense, or you don't care about that? Do you Are your edge rushers dominant enough to where you're not looking for that? So I I don't think that he would be somebody that they would pick up. I think he can give you a little wiggle in the middle. I think he I can, think he too. Can, but, but what I'm going to ask is, is right back along your line of thinking, because it goes back to scheme versus yeah. the player. Are you picking the guy to fit into your scheme and fit into your current system, or are you picking the best player available? If you're picking Mozzie Smith at 26, it's very likely you're picking a guy for your scheme because he would fit here in a heartbeat. They need a big stopper in the middle. They need a run stuffer. They need somebody who's going to take up multiple gaps and allow those edge rushers to get free, allow those three techniques like Osa Adigizua to get free. Would you do that at 26, or do you think they would do that at 26? Because they haven't done that in a while. It, it, yeah. Go back to well, you have to go back to Kelvin parts. Pritchard. I think was I in see. like nineteen. I mean him and they, they, yeah, the defense attack. That can and, 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 and real quick, I'll, and I'll yeah. get to your part of it. In your notes, when you guys went back and watched this player, mm-hmm. how did you think this guy finished? Okay, see, I put I have that in my notes. Doesn't always finish plays when he's in position to break down and make a stop. Mm. See, that's the thing about it is if I'm going to have a guy that's doing dirty work, just holding up blocks. I'm cool, but you know we did see it with Hankins. You do see finish. You know you do see if you're going to hold up, like when the Hankins made a, a saving play in a game, a fourth and one, and he trips. I mean, he's it's when he ripped his, you know, when he ripped, got yeah, hurt, he hurt his yeah, pec. when he hurt yeah. his pec. Yeah, he's making a play where he's fighting off a block and then tripping a guy on fourth and one. With Mozzie Smith, you do see him make plays, but then there's other times where. It's not. It's not. And you're like thinking he's there. He should make. He's there again. He should make that play. He's there again. You know. That's the thing that I kind of was. I think he's a really, really good player. I do. I just wish that he finished better he's, when got when gets opportunity. He's got really impressive size. He's a like. I mean, he, he's a freak athlete for how big he is, and that's why it's so discouraging to me how frequently he seems to lose the gap mm. yeah which it's not like all the time but it happens way more than it should with his size and so that's a big thing and the other thing just in a, as a rule i don't want to take two down players in the first round 
and I think he's a two-down player. I, I would the same reason why I don't care how good Jordan Davis was. I wouldn't. I didn't want Jordan Davis last year. I don't know if I agree on Jordan Davis, but I, I see where your thought process is. Jordan Davis, by the way, 13 games last year, finished the season with zero quarterback hits. Mm. That's the player you get, and I don't want to take that at 26. Just like I don't want to take the strength powers, the focus on the edge, like that kind of player. I want somebody who's going to impact the passing game. With the area. pressures and the sacks yeah. and stuff yeah. like and that. That's, and, that well, and you brought up, will the Cowboys draft them? When you look at Dan Quinn and what he's done um, drafting, or well, his imprint, uh, you can tell he's had on the draft this last couple of years. You look at a Neville Gallimore, that guy we assumed had some pass rush ability. You look at uh, also Diggy Zua, he has some pass rush ability. You look at um, Quiet is Kept. Chauncey Golston, he has somehow mm-hmm. yeah. created yeah. into what is relevant to this draft right now, yeah. which is nuts to me because I, I totally forgot that they did draft Chauncey Golston as a as a as an edge, edge, as an yeah. edge yeah. and and he was the power I'll stop the run guy. Yeah, exactly. They had put size on him. Yeah, last year to where he literally fits the mold of what a lot of the good DTs yeah. or pass rushing DTs in this. Well, league that's are a doing. great so, point. So I wonder if that changes whether you decide. Because he's on the uptick, it looked like. So I wonder if that changes if you decide if you want to go that See, route. Because you already got like a guy You know like what? That. It's funny because, and I know Bohanna was a sixth-round pick. Yeah. Right. But he's done nothing for you, really. I mean, if you and you're talking about, and I'm not saying Mozzie Smith is, but you I mean I think when you watch Bohanna play at Kentucky, because I remember watching Jamin Davis, the linebacker, yeah. and feeling like every play that Davis made was because Bohanna's Bohanna was like kind of you know 95 was not getting turned and all that stuff like that. I felt like that Bohanna's played better at Kentucky than he has for the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, I would agree with that. But the thing about Mozzie Smith that's a little bit different is that his athleticism is higher than Bohanna. Bohanna right. was a trash can full of dirt. He's right. a big guy that's going to take up space. Smith can at least have a little bit of athleticism to him. Yeah. The one thing I, I didn't like, and this goes to Bobby's point, the one knock I had was motor. He does not have that high motor, and I think that goes to the finish ability. I don't think he can really finish through. Is that something that can change, though? Can you change that with the right coaching staff, with a Dan Quinn-led staff, to where he's oh, able you to be- build no, that, you at bet the, on that at the next You bet level. on Aiden Dirty. I, I think mm-hmm. I hope it says his name yeah, right. Dirty. Yeah, Dirty. Dirty. I think and Dirty. I think that you. Uh, I think you have to bet on that with what they're able to do with these linemen. I, I do. I, I. That's why when they go and work out of Van Ness or somebody like that, and I'm sitting there like, man, I don't see it. I don't see it. And you're starting to think. Wait a minute! If he comes here, these are the guys that are going to help. Yeah, these are the guys. Eases that. Are, that. Yeah, yeah. It, that that part of it does help me mentally. You know, with when you start talking about these players, Bobby, do you have a why or why not name available? Do you have anybody that's that you're on the fence about that you want to throw out there before we get I, going? I like the player, but I struggle with how he fits in the modern NFL, and we've talked about him some and how he fits at the evolution of the position, and that's Michael Mayer from uh, Notre Dame. Yes. Okay, let's talk about him. Say that. Where it's like I really think he's a good player. I think he does everything well, but. I, it's one of those things where it's like, okay, this is this is great. You're you're solid across the board, but to me, it's like, does that fit in the modern view of what you're supposed to do at tight end these days? Like, it feels like a lot of the reasons why Dalton Schultz probably isn't here anymore is because he couldn't do certain exactly. things that I feel like Michael Mayer can't do either. And so, I have issues with him because I know he's a good player. I don't have any doubt that he'll be a good player at the next level. I just don't know that he's the right player for this era at the position. Yeah, I think that I wrote down respectfully i think that i wrote down uh, <clears throat> can do it all but don't wow me wow me with nothing 
could start. Yeah. Could start. He's like, a jack of all trades, master of none. He's powerful. He can start. Yeah. He is. He is very much so. That's a that's a good comp actually. He very much so is the like the standard tight end that mm-hmm. like yeah he can do everything or whatever. But even when you see him test and stuff like. There's not that explosiveness. Even when he catches the ball, you see him catch the ball, and you, he's catching the ball, then he's going. It's not like one fluid movement. And I just think the tight end position, like you're saying, Bobby, is evolving in a way that I'm not sure. I think it matters when you're it's talking not, about him. Yeah, it's not quite as clean and smooth as a Kincaid or a Musgrave. Mm-hmm. But, man, I, I do like Michael Mayer. He's I a day too. one. He, you can plug him in. He's going to be productive. But is he going to – you're going to look across the pond and see another tight end getting busy – catching one-handed balls and yeah. have a yak ability and whatever. You don't think he's got away. yak? Well, that was the downfall. No. That was the really? downfall of Good Dalton Good slowing Schultz. that guy down in the open field, man. I mean, hard to tackle and yak is two different things for me. He's yeah. He's got yak more so than a Dalton Schultz does. I, I would agree with that, but that's not hard to do. Man, you guys got me super nervous about this guy. Yeah, I'm You think sorry. he's up there? No, no, no. I, I, because to me, I have him as tied in one, and the way you describe it and looking at my notes and stuff like that, you know, there's things about him that makes him just pretty ordinary as a tight end. Yeah. You know, and then if you read the other notes when you're talking about Musgrave and and others that we you know that we've that we've you know visited on, I it doesn't sound as nice and like what we're playing modern football with. Mm-hmm. The crusty scout here guy's like, oh man, this guy's steady, yep. soft hands, drags underneath, catches the ball, gets up the field, looks pretty good in the red zone. Mm-hmm. Yep. But you're right. The modern tight end is the one that is causing defensive coordinators nightmares. Exactly. And I and Michael Mayer for being tight end one for me, I, that's the question I have is that is he that nightmare guy? I I graded a pretty steady, reliable player. But maybe in this day and age, you need to play with a lot more than that. He's he's really good. He's uh, but I mean it's like. Uh... It's like comparing, and these are obviously Hall of Famers in a different sport, but it's like comparing like a Tim Duncan power forward versus like a Dirk power forward and what they can do and the matchup problems they present. Where yeah, it's like, exactly he's what you're fundamentally saying. sound That's across fair. the board. He's strong, but it's like, is that the way you win today? Which yeah. is why I got Kincaid as the number one tight end over him. I have Kincaid number one, Mayor number two, Musgrave number three. That's Same. where I have him. If you got a young quarterback, I have Mayor third. Heck yeah. I mean, if you got a and young quarterback. You want somebody Man, you to guys, you guys, you guys are right it's, about that. It's the right. downfall of Dalton Schultz. Dalton Schultz is a good tight end, yeah. but he was a replaceable tight end. That's why you didn't pay him that money. He's replaceable. Mm-hmm. But you went and got two guys last year, one in the fourth round, one as an undrafted free agent, mm-hmm. that are able to fill his production, or so they think, in this, this system. Is there a tight end at the top of the draft that is not so replaceable that can come in and be special? That's That might be where you have the conversation uh, of these three tight ends that are at least draftable. My hope then is the that Mayer goes off the board before the Cowboys pick. I have him right now, Brian, and no, no kidding, you can see it right here. I have him at number twenty-six. He yeah, would not on my make board. sense. <laughs> so okay. he is at go, twenty-six right now. Nah, if you let go, if you let go of Dalton shows, he don't make sense. Yeah, respectfully. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I completely agree. Yeah, yeah, that ain't. All right, a, tomorrow, Brian, you could take him off the board. Before the Cowboys get to we got a mock tomorrow. draft tomorrow, huh? Let's We're go. gonna do a the mock full first round one through thirty-two. We're gonna do a full first round mock draft tomorrow, so it's gonna be a whole lot of fun. Get your team uh, needs ready. Jesus. We'll get you at ten a.m. tomorrow Central Time is when we're gonna go. No trades, Beamer. 
you want to do trades? No, wait, that's that's okay. We can talk about it. We'll do it later. We'll do it later. What'd you say? No trades. You said 10 o'clock, 10 a.m. That's what Beamer just said. That's news to me. Yeah, news to me too, but I'm going to relay what Beamer says. So we got it. Be here All right. Let's do it. We'll be back tomorrow with more of the draft show. For Bobby Belt, Brian Broaddus, Zach Wolchuk, Aisha Morrison, and Chris Beam, I'm Kyle Yeomans. We'll see you tomorrow. The draft show presented by Miller Lite. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!